You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Drabitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline Church, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide remote support to churches across the country. Learn more at myxp.church. Nice and tight. I like that. That's right. Yes. <laughs> we like, Nailed it. Like, what are we, it's, 68, uh, 68 episodes Yeah, in. you really got it. Good. I didn't get episodes out right, but that's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, All right. Before we jump into our conversation today, here's what I want to know. We are both wired in a way. I think a lot of leaders are probably wired in a way where uh, we're more inclined to to see problems than Mm. we are like. So we see like what's broken. Mm. Like we're pretty focused on like how because we're always driven by like how can we be better? How can we more than we are like prone to sit around and just like talk about let's talk about everything awesome you know what Weird. i mean by that? i feel like most people who know me would say that i only see what's right yeah <laughs> that would be that would be nice <laughs> anyway keep going so here's my question yeah when you think about our church ridgeline yes what are you most excited about in this and most encouraged by in this current season that we're in right now okay yeah um I'm really excited about the number of people that we have that seem to be very excited about squads. And I mm-hmm. say seem to be as uh, we have tried to launch these suckers a few times. Yeah. Um, in all fairness, I don't think that we've ever really launched them. We've said, we said, here's what they are. Squad. Go do it. <laughs> yeah. But this is the first time we've like yeah. really taken people by the hand and walked them through like four weeks of three weeks, three, four weeks of training. Totally. And we've had, like what we wanted to have happen, both yeah. of our sessions are at capacity, yep. which is pretty awesome. And uh, genuinely, the like the like little like seedlings of what these are, mm-hmm. if if people will keep at them and keep doing totally. it, uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's something that I feel like we've been trying to get dialed in for pretty much our entire ministry career. Yeah, it's true. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think for me, I think that. I spent like coming out of North Carolina and uh, the first couple of years here, I think my, like my head was spinning so much and I felt really disillusioned by a lot of what we experienced mm-hmm. and, um, and just kind of felt like, I just kind of felt like homeless a little bit as far as like, we didn't really have a tribe anymore. We don't, we're not a part of a a network officially. Like we've Mm -hmm. got friends in multiple networks, but it just kind of felt like there was a, there's a bunch of what we have done that we have seen, I think another perspective of Mm -hmm. that made us not want to do everything. We didn't want to just come out and, and plant like, 
you know, the redemption of 2009 2.0. Like, yeah. um, And we certainly didn't want to replicate a lot of what we we were experiencing for two years prior to coming to Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. Really none. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so I think there's just been a lot for the last couple of years. It's just like, I don't know. All I really know is I... I, I want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. I want our church to be healthy and let's like try to follow Jesus together, mm-hmm. which is just not a super compelling vision. I think it's like, it's better than a super compelling vision and a really unhealthy leader in church for sure. sure. But I just really am sensing more and more God providing clarity to who he has called us to be. It mm-hmm. just happens to be like four years into actually being here. Sure. But I just think that more than probably ever before, I feel like we are leading the church God's called us to mm-hmm. and continues to provide more and more clarity on 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 what that means. So I'm pumped about that. Nice. Yeah. I like that. And squads. Squads are going great. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have been, we last week we kicked off, we've been kind of retooling some connection stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week we talked about uh, the importance of an info card, which some people might hear and think like, how in the world can you talk for 30, 40 minutes about an info card? Um, but the and truth we is- to do it. We managed to do it. <laughs> but you, you, you really made this argument that- it's the most important discipleship tool in the church because right. it's the it's the key to connection. Yeah. If we don't have your information, we can't help you get plugged into anything else that we do. So it doesn't matter how good squads are. Right. Or how good anything else is, if if people exist on the fringe or never get connected, there's nothing that none of that stuff matters. Totally. And I think even some of the churches that we've supported through my XP uh, have had a kind of hodgepodge system of just a church database or something like that. And one of the things that we'll do for them is take all of these six different spreadsheets, mm-hmm. tools, resources, combine them into one and get them uploaded in like buzzing and planning mm-hmm. center. And it is game changing for these churches to, to genuinely have the ability to reach out, to follow up all of those yep. types of things that used to happen based on, well, I think pastor Joe has that guy's number in his phone. So let's yeah. text him. And, and it just is kind of, kind of a crazy mess. And totally. so I think that it's, it's great as a initial follow up, And mm-hmm. then from the church leadership end, it's just such an unbelievable game changer. Right. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about what do we, so someone has filled out an info card. Now what? Because mm-hmm. I think one thing that's super important is that, I mean, the, just having someone's information is also of no value whatsoever. Right. If you don't do anything with that. Totally. So talk a little bit about the analogy that you always use. <laughs> so just, just about, you know, churches are always trying to get people to sign up for stuff. Yep. And oftentimes, Nothing happens yeah. with that information. I mean, we hear that from people all the time. I, I, went, I was visiting a church. I signed up, blah, blah, blah. No one reached out to me. Nothing happened. Yep. And so when you, and so this just back up like more broadly and rant a little bit about signups in general and, yeah. and how we should think about people have signed up for something. Yeah. I mean, I think on one end, as much as I advocate the info card and everything we shared last week, if you're not ready to do something with the information, I would rather just if you've currently got sort of a folksy charm Mm -hmm. about you in this, in this kind of space, I would stay there Mm -hmm. because I think it's actually worse to, uh, 
to not do anything in this space than it is to ask for stuff and not take action. Yeah. And the way that I have coached interns and staff members and other churches that we support, the whole thing I say all the time is the moment somebody registers for anything, to serve, to be in a group, mm-hmm. to get baptized, to anything at all, uh, it's as though they're on fire. And the only way you can put them out is by responding to what they sign up for. And I think the reason is, is oftentimes people will check one of those boxes based on something that like maybe you preached on or mm-hmm. they, you know, the, the way the Holy Spirit moved in their heart in that moment. And make no mistake, the enemy is going to come quick in to try to douse that like yeah. interest. And so it's really important to capitalize on it, especially uh, if you're thinking about or, or trying to take action on something like serving or something that we've got a kind of concentrated effort going on. We want to get people onboarded to X or Y. Like you've got to go fast and quick because mm-hmm. uh, it's just real easy for life to get in the way, for them to feel busy, for them to feel all of those types of things. And so something has got to happen right away. And I think that the more we can think about it in terms of the moment somebody does it, it's like they are on fire and we've got to get them put out. Yeah. And I think that uh, regardless of who has been over what thing that we've done in ministry in the past, I always use that analogy so that they understand that's how I view it as well. So when I log in and see yeah. workflow cards that are two weeks old, <laughs> yeah. you've let that sucker burn to death. Yeah. And it's time to really... Uh, take that action and make sure that people know that uh, we care. Because I will say to your point, I mean, people have shared that as a reason that they've left a church. Mm -hmm. They've shared that as a reason that's caused hurt. Uh, I've I've had some people comment on things like I signed up to serve at this church we were at and no one reached out. And I just decided that they must not have thought I was good enough Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or they didn't need my services were not needed there. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is a little narcissistic to assume Mm -hmm. that that's the, the, the reason on one end. I get that mm-hmm. at the same rate, like you provided a venue for, or, you know, uh, a tool for them to use. They used it and it's your job to follow up so much so that even at Ridgeline on a regular basis, I will tell people, listen, if you signed up for anything and we didn't respond right away, make sure you shoot an email to info at ridgeline.church because we do use a lot of technology and on mm-hmm. occasion technology fails us. Mm-hmm. I will say currently we haven't had anyone do that. We mm-hmm. haven't had anyone at least share with us, hey, I signed up for this. What happened? No action was taken. Um, and I think that uh, any or uh, another great example is anytime you see someone sign up for something more than once, mm-hmm. uh, that's a great opportunity to reach out in a different way. So we have someone in our church who is, uh, we're going to talk about it today, who signed up for something the past couple of weeks. I've reached out and I'm not getting any response. So I don't know if my emails going in there spam or something. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to find them on Sunday and to just like engage them personally and say, Hey, d- is there a way that I can help with this? Uh, Cause my hope is that maybe they've gotten it and just been too busy, mm-hmm. but to see the same sign up a couple weeks in a row, that should be a trigger mm-hmm. that like something didn't go right the first time. And so, yeah, it could be spam. It could be that the tool failed. It could be a lot of different things. Um, and it just could be that, they just signed up twice as well. Fat thumbs, who mm-hmm. knows what. But regardless, it's still something that's like been on my mind. I mean, you and I have talked about it a couple of times. Wow, mm-hmm. this person hit the same box two weeks in a row. I need to figure out what's going on and mm-hmm. make sure that we get them connected where they need to be. Yeah. I think another thing I think about pastorally is uh, all human beings are wounded people. 
And as a result of that, churches are filled with wounded people. Yeah. And, and oftentimes to, to just, even just to share information sometimes is a massive step for them. Uh, like that takes a lot of courage because everything in them would rather hide for all, you know, they're coming out of a really bad church experience. Sure. And this is their first indication. Like I'm ready to get back in the water. And Mm -hmm. that's a huge deal. Um, and if we don't take action against that, we don't follow up with that, then again, you risk the, the, the possibility of further wounding rather than having it be a healing step for them. And totally. I just think, you know, all of that is, is problematic. So for us, we have had, you know, we've, we do use a lot of technology. And so there's a lot of automation that has been involved in our connection process over the mm-hmm. last couple of years. But now we're, one of the shifts that we're making is that we're, we're providing the opportunity for both like a more human handholding help yep. and kind of the normal automated one based on whatever a person's preference might be. So we added a place on our info card to Mark, help me get connected. Yeah. And I think it specifically says something about, I'd like someone to reach out to me and help me get connected. Yeah. So yeah. then that's going to be a human being mm-hmm. in our church yep. that is going to reach out to them and help them understand some of the other things that we'll talk about, like happy hour and squads and serving and all of that. But rather than like, we have this very clear digital path for yeah, people to get totally. connected that we still walk that the automation walks them through like step-by-step step, how to get fully connected in the church. Yep. And there are people that really just want a human. Maybe they don't like technology. Maybe they're not comfortable with it, but they want someone to help them uh, to actually get connected. And so that's a, that's a big shift for us to make that move. And, and I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And I think that it's important. Uh, so I think, you know, it's, it's kind of the whole pendulum idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we err on the side of just make the process clear Mm -hmm. and whether it's digital or anything like that, that's not as relevant as just like, is it clear to people what the next steps are? Yeah. And we work really hard to be clear. I mean, we talk about the announcements, all of that. Like to me, it seems crystal clear, Mm -hmm. like impossible to miss. Mm -hmm. And, and so as a result, I think we've behaved in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, However, uh, we made the decision a couple of weeks ago to add this box and it got checked the first week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> and and what, what that says, though, is I also know some churches that go the totally opposite way. And they only, like, every time a card fills out, they're going to be up on your business. They're going to mm-hmm. stop a gift by your house. They want to, like, invite themselves over for dinner. They mm-hmm. just want to sit down and see how you're doing. I got to tell you that I would never return to your church again. No. And so I think, again, it's just so important that we recognize uh, wildly different people attend our churches mm-hmm. and we need to come up with systems and processes that like meet people where they're at. And mm-hmm. so some people, I don't know, are, are more taking in Sunday mornings and, and maybe tune out during the announcements, got an email, check their phone, whatever. And mm-hmm. they come weeks and still have missed what I thought was a clear process. But again, it's clear to me and in mm-hmm. my brain and might not be clear to you and in yours and that's fine. And so this gives people an option to just raise their hand and say, um, can you help me? Yeah. And I think that in the past, I, the mistake I've made is I would have assumed, um, if somebody needed that, they would just say so. 
Like yeah. they come up, you know, I always am at the info desk afterwards and I say, if you have any questions, come ask them. And not everyone's comfortable with that either. I think it's just so much less threatening to, click, to a click a box. And and yeah. I will say, uh, that's why I say I want someone to reach out to me so that it's really explicit as mm-hmm. to what's going to happen. You can expect someone to reach out to you and try to get you connected to the church. Yeah, I love that. You just mentioned kind of in passing someone showing up to your house with a gift because uh-huh. they fell out the info card. So yeah. let's talk about gifts for a sec. Oh, yeah. Because uh, a very we've done it too, but yeah. a very common response to someone filling out like some sort of information sure. piece uh, for the first time is to give them some kind of gift. We've done like water bottles. Yeah, I mean, the we got old a nice one is like water bottle. Yeah, it is. Uh, and a lot of people have done like coffee mugs mm-hmm. or like whatever, whatever Starbucks t-shirts, gift cards, yeah, t-shirts, all yeah. that stuff. So, um, what what are your thoughts about? gifts in general at this point yeah i'm kind of over them yeah i just don't think that they accomplish anything yeah uh so i would say let me i would say if your intent i was thinking about this when we first talked about yeah. this like if you just have this thing in you that you can give the gift as a legitimate expression of gratitude like mm-hmm. i just like it means a lot to me that you came and i and filled out this card yeah. and i want to express my gratitude by giving you this gift i would say Go ahead. That's fine. I think that most people are giving gifts as some, stop squinting at me. I'm, I'm getting to the other half of my, you're, you're squinting at me. Like everything I'm saying is, doesn't make any sense. No, I, I was just Were you somewhere else. It. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> you were giving me the squints. Okay. Listen, this is a audio only podcast. So I know, I, but I, I have to look at your face, well, whether or not they the have to. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that more often than not, the gifts are about like somehow like hooking people into coming back Yeah. or like, like bribing people maybe <laughs> like yeah. we gave you a water bottle. You have to come back for week two. And I just, and I think number one, that's weird. Number two, I, and I think this is where you're, you were headed is like, and it doesn't, that doesn't do anything. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Cause I think it's kind of naive to believe that someone who's new is ready for something with your brand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like, they're just so pumped to wear your t-shirt. Yeah. Or it is, maybe it's not naive. It's like, just unrealistic. Yeah. Presumptuous. Yeah. And someone like was that on fire right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's always a cost associated to it. I even think, I mean, and I've thought it through at, like the current water bottle we mm-hmm. have, it's a simple modern water bottle. Mm-hmm. So we went straight to that company. We got them uh, like etched on. So it's not going to peel off. I mean, it's a really, it's really legit nice, yeah. water bottle. Couple mistakes. One didn't make it big enough. I oh, yeah. I own that. They're it's real too narrow. Small. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're narrow and they're like eighteen ounces, and that's just not mm-hmm. enough. If you're a water bottle carrying type person, that's yeah. not enough. Yeah. Um. And then number two, like I I really in my mind I thought you know what people take a water bottle everywhere, so you'll take it to the gym and people will ask you and it'll be this. Mm-hmm. It, it is not a marketing tool. That is just the most ridiculous thing. If if we have a listener who has anyone who's attended their church because they saw someone else use one of their branded products somewhere, yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. I just would love to know is there anyone on this planet because the church has spent millions of dollars trying to attract people that way mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm not sure that it's happening. And yeah. so I think I think branded stuff is great for the people. I mean, so we have now pivoted those water bottles from being a first-time gift to someone who's like, 
you're a part of our church for a while. We have some sort of meeting that's not everybody, but it's like the people who call the church home and we make sure everyone has gotten one. Mm-hmm. Those people love them yeah. because this is their home and they, right. they feel, or when we do t-shirts or whatever, again, those people like that. And, and the new people might take one too, might not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, as they're on the way out, especially when we do t-shirts, like I do everything in the world, I get too many. Mm-hmm. And so I'll try to give them to the new people. Hey, I know it's your first week. Do you want one? They're yeah. very soft. Yeah. So even if you don't want to wear it out, you can sleep in it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that I think it's a lot of wasted time, energy, and money mm-hmm. that doesn't I, it just doesn't accomplish anything. And the idea that it's the thought that counts, even even to your point about mm-hmm. it being this piece of gratitude, um, I just, I'm not sure. I think what's challenging about that is one, you're giving someone a gift of gratitude that you don't really know at all yet. Mm-hmm. And so let's say I know some churches do a Starbucks gift card. Well, uh, there are millions of people who love Starbucks and my stock thanks you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's lots of people who are violent about Starbucks. As a matter of fact, I gave someone a Starbucks gift card at our church who uh, at the time, unbeknownst to me, I knew it, but it wasn't like present in my mm-hmm. brain, owned their own coffee shop and mm-hmm. was not near as thankful <laughs> as you might imagine. And so even in that attempt to mm-hmm. show gratitude uh, with a gift, it's it's just... I mean, maybe one in 20 are mm-hmm. going to like be like, this is exactly what I wanted, and I'm so appreciative of that, you know. So then it just turns into a thought that counts. And so I feel like there are some other things that we do that uh, can match up to a gift thought. Yeah. So one of the ways we've repurposed some of those funds is toward our happy hour that we're going to yeah. talk about next next week is we're going to oh. spend a whole episode on that, on the details of happy hour. Oh, we are. Okay. We are, yeah. Got it. Just so you know. Oh, well, I thought it was on this one. Well, we're going to mention it, oh, but we're not getting into the details. Got it. I, okay. I, you, don't, you don't listen when I talk a lot of the time. Oh. You squint because you're thinking oh, about something else. All right. So <sighs> so let's say, so someone has filled out the info card. And mm-hmm. if they said, help me get connected, yep. you know, then someone's going to reach out to them and kind of walk them through it. But what? let's talk about sort of some of the other steps that happen. Some of it's automated and, and mm-hmm. ultimately what we're trying to get people to next. Yeah. So the first thing is they're going to get uh, one shift we're making is we've always had like a email, automated yeah. email that's gone out in response sure. to that. And no one, no one's like blessed by that necessarily. They know you have automation. That's, you sure. Know, yeah. I sign up for an account at start or at target. Right. I get a thanks for signing up for your account at target right. email. Right. So, but in that one mm-hmm. of the, it really was a, is a link to like a welcome page yeah. uh, on our website that is going to have a handful of different things on it. A video from me, uh, a link. What do we decide we're going to put on there? A uh, link to the upcoming happy hours. Yep. Um, we're going to have a link to our meetups page. That's right. Um, and I think that's primarily that's the big yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what's the open rate on that email, Ben? Oh, man. I mean, anyone who uses an email program like MailChimp, mm-hmm. Constant Contact, there's others out there. They all give you the ability to look and see open rate and click rate. Mm-hmm. And so our open rate was maybe 20%. And I think our click rate was, didn't we say it was like, didn't we see it was like two or 3%? It was pretty abysmal. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. And I think that what uh, people are finding, what companies are finding is that email is more and more and more not being an effective way to to reach your audience. It's mm-hmm. just really challenging the likelihood people see it. And what, what we've also found is that when people are new, 
while they'll give you their information, they're giving you their lowest tier yeah. email. Right. I mean, the one that they don't even remember the password to. That's right. Yep. So we're switching. We made the decision. This is one of the adjustments that we're making. We're going to switch away from sending that out via email at all. Yep. And instead, we're going to send out a text to them. Yep. And it'll have a link in it yep. for them to go to this welcome page. Yeah. And it's still a um, kind of automated thing. It mm-hmm. comes from a short short code when you do kind of that mass texting sort of thing that's the best way to make sure that they don't get caught by different filters and those types of things who but, do we use for for texting if people don't have like a yeah, text I, I really recommend clearstream i know there's others text and church and a few others to me clearstream is the best i think it's the most competitive priced uh, they have a phenomenal app it integrates it with great. planning center super well and probably the biggest thing I would say is important if you're going to use a texting service is make sure that it's two-way. I think those announcement texts that are like do not reply mm-hmm. are really, really unhelpful. Now, we don't necessarily treat ours like a Ridgeline 411 where you can just post a question whenever you want and somebody's going to interact with you. I think someone will get back to you at some point for sure. But uh, definitely when texts go out, I make sure like I'm logged into the app and basically the response comes through like a push notification. Mm-hmm. I get to open it and I can interact with them there. I always tell them, hey, you're talking to Tyler or something mm-hmm. just so that it doesn't feel like this ominous being. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's a really, really great tool with super powerful options for kind of workflows and keywords and just all kinds of things. So it's clearstream.io. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe yeah. clearstream.everything else was taken. Yeah. Um, but it's a really, really great tool. I know that if you are a new church plant, I think you can get it free for six months or at least at one point you could. Is it and a company that is specifically for churches? Yeah, clear yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's what that. they market to. Okay, uh, definitely, and just based on uh, communication from their team and the way they write blog posts, I believe that they're all really committed. You know. Christians, yeah, church members, that type of thing. Uh, I think you can use it for other things as well, but it is primarily geared towards churches. So clearstream.io. And and as a reminder, everything we say is a non-sponsored plug because we don't get any sponsors. But... Uh, It'd be great to it, get some sponsors. I know it would. We say that all the time. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Regardless, go to clearstream.io. I think you will really find that um, we have found it as a great tool for, uh, I think we're, we're really intrigued to use it new for mm-hmm. new people follow up. But anytime you need like a quick RSVP, mm-hmm. you know, how many are joining for us for lunch tomorrow? People can so easily just reply and you add it up yeah. or just different things like that It has served or as a place to post links. We've definitely gone away. I know that uh, one of the things that's really common in the church world is this idea of sort of a church newsletter with a ton of things on it. Uh, we've utilized our app for that, like we've talked about mm-hmm. even last week. Uh, and then what we'll use the text messaging for is to push people to uh, to pay places on the app. As a matter of fact, um, Planning Center just did an uh, app update to where if they click on the link and the app is in the phone, it does that thing where it opens the app instead of the mm-hmm. web page, which mm-hmm. is a huge win. Yeah. And so I think that um, that's just a real helpful way to get people pointed to where we, we need them to go. Yeah, that's good. So that text is going to go out again with a link to mm-hmm. a welcome page. Video from me, quick, like this is what we're trying. This is who we are. This is what we're really mm-hmm. inviting you to. Oh, and a meeting with you. That's what's going to be on there as well. Yep. So yep. an opportunity, like schedule a meeting with me, yep. uh, meetup opportunities, which we've talked about meetups before, yeah. and then happy hour, which is really like our 
first place for new people to meet other new people and to hear the vision of our church. And again, yeah. we'll do a whole episode uh, on that last week. We just had our first one. It was awesome. Yeah. And can I just say, I think, uh, I know we've hit on this a bit in the past. Mm -hmm. um, we utilize a tool called Acuity, mm -hmm. uh, which allows people to click, get visibility into the parts of your calendar that you've opened for those types of meetings and for them to just schedule them. They can choose to do it on Zoom or in person. And I think that that is such a huge win. We hear that all the time. People just love how they have the ability to meet with you if they need to. Mm -hmm. They don't have a huge kind of you know, sort of a labyrinth to get through in mm -hmm. order to meet with the pastor. Yeah. Um, and, and genuinely people, I mean, it's on the homepage of our app, meet with our pastor. Mm -hmm. And I think that most pastors listening, the ones that I've even talked to are really nervous that that will own their whole souls, all of that. The nice thing is one, as you use this calendar tool, you don't necessarily need an admin to do a ton of back and forth. You don't have to do it yourself. People can see when they're available and schedule it themselves, and that's really nice. Uh, and then two, you obviously have uh, the rights over what people have visibility to. Right. So if you're going to be out of town or if it's a long week or something like that, you just have the ability, you know, they're going to get a reminder email about the meeting, all of that. I think pre-COVID, that was a uh, possible possibly risky option based on your church makeup. Now, just about every, I mean, uh, Zoom and then these calendar scheduling tools are, are really like cleaning so up good. from COVID. Yeah. yeah, because everyone uses them now. I mean, yeah. I haven't gotten an email from a business person in a long time that doesn't say, need time? Schedule with me here. Yeah. And you just click on it. And it, it's really helpful because yep. you just don't have to go through the back and forth. And, and it does, uh, when somebody has that tool, I do find, I feel like, you know what? That's just, it's just more comforting. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also an invitation in mm -hmm. and of itself. Like, you know what? I can just click on this. And if I really need to get in front of this person, I can. It might not be this week or next week. You know, I've got a meeting coming up that's still a week and a half away because mm -hmm. that was the soonest I could get on the person's calendar that mm -hmm. worked for me. But I was fine with that. Mm -hmm. That's just what worked best for both of us. And, and that's okay. And I'll get a reminder the day before. That's how I run my XP. And so I genuinely think they're pretty inexpensive. They're easy to manage. And I genuinely think uh, pastors should really consider that option to allow their people kind of the ability, especially new people, mm -hmm. but anyone, the ability to sit down and meet with you. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so after that, another thing it, that I would say is necessary, I think it can take different forms and we'll talk about ours, but is I think it's really advantageous that the lead pastor follow up in some way. I've done that, I think, in a, almost every way that is possible, other than like just showing up at people's houses because mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Um, but I've done text messages to people. I've done emails to people. I've done phone calls to people and I've done handwritten cards to people. Mm -hmm. We are entering back into, uh, I think, this most recent iteration uh, is going to be handwriting cards again. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to have a simple Ridgeline branded card that uh, I just thank people for visiting. And again, I think remind them about happy hour and love to get together if that's something. But because of the automation, they already have the ability to do all that. So my email just serves as a personal touch and remind, or my card as a personal touch and an invite to actually take advantage of those things. Yeah. And I think that's great. I mean, I think the handwritten card is such a great win, especially in this kind of uh, space that we're currently in. Uh, I think it, it, it adds a bit of, uh, 
just personal touch and mm-hmm. warmth, especially to a system that's very automated. Yeah. I think the reason I'm always going to be real passionate and advocate of the handwritten card mm-hmm. is in my experience, if you ask someone, and if you're listening to this right now, if you stop and think about what was the last handwritten card you received, I would argue you know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. And immediately uh, you think about, oh, wow, that was really thoughtful. Like it just, it kind of brings these warm feelings. Uh, and I've done a few even like focus groups to try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and whether it in, be in a Christian setting or not, people know the answer to that question. Uh, I, I was in this group in Illinois and uh, it was a bunch of uh, karate instructors. And mm-hmm. we went around the room just talking about how they could value their clients a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and everyone knew exactly the last handwritten card they i mean one guy remembered that tommy bahama had sent him a handwritten card as a thank you for the purchase that he had made Hmm. a couple of months prior and it had like a coupon code but it was like handwritten Mm -hmm. with even the the code handwritten and he just was like i just i think about that card a lot Mm -hmm. and i'm like right so if if some you know customer service facing thing did that for you and it made you feel that warmth why wouldn't you do that for others and how much more should we be willing to do that for people that we're trying to care for and shepherd in our churches right and so i just think it's a huge win i get that there are other options yep i think this is the win yeah (laughs) i would say the advantages that i've seen to the i think that the email is the worst option yeah email or phone to be honest Mm -hmm. Um, by and large, in my experience, and I have done this for a lot of years, people don't answer a call from a number they don't know. Nope. You couldn't pay. No way. Yeah. So um, you're going to get a voicemail, and mm-hmm. there's little that annoys me more than listening to a voicemail. I don't know. I just feel like I just don't like listening to voicemails. Right. I also – I. Personally, I don't like talking on the phone either. I love meeting with people face-to-face, but sure. my preferred mode of communication is text message if it's not going to be face-to-face. Yeah. Um, and so I would say the if my my advice would be either a handwritten card because of everything that you just said, because mm-hmm. I think it's so deeply meaningful to people. I would say the if you're if you don't want to do that, then I would encourage text because um People, most people are pretty comfortable getting a text, but the text message is the best way to actually open a dialogue with a person. Yeah. Email, I just feel like no one, no one's going to respond. Very, very rarely does anyone respond to to that. I think people assume, even if I send them a personal email, I think people still assume it's automated. Yeah. And so they don't reply to it. Text message, if it comes from me, from my, because I text, if I text, I text from my own cell phone. Sure then I find that can be beneficial for opening some dialogue. Hmm. But I think the handwritten card, because we have so many other ways for people to get FaceTime with me, I think that me texting with, you know, 15 people a week is not necessarily the best. Yeah, and even as we're talking about it now, I think I might be amending our connection process a little bit because I think that initial text, that first day after you visit mm-hmm. uh, with that link is great. And maybe there could be one the following week that that goes out that is more about the dialogue thing and just, hey, wanted to reach out and see if you have any questions we could answer about the mm-hmm. church and just we could give that a whirl for a bit and give people that opportunity mm-hmm. to interact in sort of a non-threatening way. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's via text. Yep. Um, so yeah, that that that's pretty intriguing to me. We might give that a whirl and report on what we find also everyone just got an insight into how anything happens here (laughs) just some random conversation (laughs) that turns into i wonder yeah but ultimately 
I, I think we're in agreement on this with this new connection process. The big thing, once someone has visited and given us info, mm-hmm. really all of these other things, the, the next step that we want from people is to come to our monthly happy hour. Yeah. Because that's where, and we'll again, we'll go into detail on this next week, but that's where they really get this sort of condensed download of really who we are so that they can have the information necessary to decide like, is this place for me? Yeah. And I think uh, even how you said, like what we really want, and I think what's so important for churches to figure out is what do you really want yeah, people to do? Because when we first started our initial church, Redemption, um, our, our goal was give people as many options as possible mm-hmm. and sort of like throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And the problem was uh, people were pretty confused. Mm-hmm. So you have the overachievers who assumed you expected them to do all of those things and they didn't want to come to your church or to our church because they felt overwhelmed by the 47 different things that they had the option to do. Yeah. On the other end, you have people who are just like, I'm not sure which one they want, so I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I do think it's important that you help people know, like, there are there might be a couple of ways, you know, we'll talk about, like, when it, when it comes to serving or some different things, those are some different on-ramps. But genuinely, you should communicate to people. So here's what's next. Here's what we'd like to see from mm-hmm. you next, and we'll talk about at happy hour. Then what do we share at happy hour is the next step for them there. And I think those types of things are important in helping people continue to get connected to your church because otherwise they just start coming regularly and feel like, well, I guess this is it. Yep. It's good. Yeah. So I think just by way of summary, um, we're talking about connection. So number one, it is critical that you have some kind of info, info card. Yeah. If you missed that, 40 minutes last week, we talked mm-hmm. about in detail why that's necessary. Yep. Secondly, and this is kind of big idea from today, if someone gives you your inform- gives gives you their information, do something with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Whether or not you do all of the things that we do, uh, I think is secondary. I would argue these, I mean, this is what we do. So clearly we think this is what everyone should do because <laughs> yeah. it's what we do or we would do something else. But if you do something else, that's fine. But just the the most important takeaway I think from today is do something right. with that information. And quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There should be a sense of, and this is the, like they're on fire and this is what puts them out. There's sure. an urgency that you are all, that you personally, I'm saying you, Tyler, you yeah. feel mm-hmm. to, to like take action against essentially this extended invitation from a, from a person to do so. Yep. Huge swing and a miss for someone to invite you to help them get connected and you do nothing with it. Totally. I remember we were at a sticky teams conference at North coast Mm -hmm. and they talked about the fact that they have a standard unwielding, unmovable Mm -hmm. expectation that um, it's two, two days, two days response to anything, Mm -hmm. anything that, any email that comes in and even if the email response is uh, I'm so sorry in order to appropriately respond to this, I'm going to have to check with some other people. I'll get back to you by this day, but mm-hmm. you have to get something. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that was something that, you know, just over the years I've really thought through. And I think that that's so, so important and appropriate. You've got to get, uh, and, and especially in this sort of age in which everyone's sort of living in front of their computers in their jammas in their home mm-hmm. office, uh, everyone knows like you can send an email mm-hmm. and, or, or whatever it's going to be to be able to follow up. And so I just think that that's so, so important. It's good. 
All right, so next week we will uh, kind of round out. I think we'll, we will be rounding out this series. We'll see. <laughs> Talking about happy hour. So uh, until then, thank you so much again for uh, spending 40 minutes with us. If this is your first episode that you've ever caught, again, I think we got 67 other episodes online. <laughs> and uh, it'd be a great help to us if you subscribed uh, wherever it is that you're listening. And then maybe tell somebody else. Leave a review. Uh, and just as a side note, we haven't gotten a review since April, so please leave a review. We've got a lot of listeners I know because they text us when they listen. Yeah. Uh, go click, into at your least IT, click yeah. the stars. I don't click really. I'm stars. not really like a review person, oh, but no? I'll, I'll know. Okay. But yeah. I'll, I'll click the stars. But we, yeah, I don't think we've even gotten that. Does no, the same okay. thing. Yeah, but yeah, do something. Yeah, do something with this, okay? Right. Don't just be a selfish God. consumer. Unbelievable. Let's just end on a really happy Rude. note. You can also follow us on social media. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The only place that I will respond to you is on Instagram. <laughs> I'm two clicks from deleting Facebook. Mm-hmm. So Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, though, you can find me at, at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. You can find me at, at Tyler Dravitz. That's D-R-E-W-I-T-Z. And also at myxp.church. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. The Old Faithful. Bye-bye.